On this very special episode of Clarksville's Conversation, Colonel Derek Thompson of 1st Brigade joins Charlie and Katie live from Iraq. The Colonel updates us on the fight against ISIS and talks about the morale of the Fort Campbell soldiers fighting there. He also shares some of the soldiers' favorite care package items and talks about the appreciation they have for the support of the Clarksville area, all on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Thank you for taking time out of what I'm sure is an extremely busy schedule to have a conversation with us. No, no, no my, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, when uh, Charlie had mentioned the possibility of doing this, uh, I jumped at it. Really, uh, it's an honor to be able to uh, talk to you all. I'm hoping it works out so well. You want to talk to us about once a quarter and update us on what's going on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, well, tell us a little bit. Tell us first. Um, you have a little bit different job title while you're deployed. Can you can you tell us about that and uh, give us a little explanation what's going on? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a weird setup we have here. I mean, I, I, I join a broader task force here, so I I come in personally as a, as a deputy commander, but uh, but I'm still the brigade commander, of the first brigade, and and uh, the majority of our brigade is is deployed here uh, in Iraq, and uh, and so I, I still am the brigade commander of them, but we uh, really join a broader task force here uh, that's part of a broader coalition effort uh, with the coalition to uh, defeat ISIS. So, so how long of a depo- deployment will you be on? Yeah, this is about nine months for us. Uh, the Army's gone for nine-month deployments. It's, uh, it's a little bit more sustainable for the longest time. We're doing uh, year-long deployments, and uh, that's, just a, that's just a very long time. Uh, so we, we, we're down to, to really nine months is, is kind of the norm for us, and uh, we are really no different that way here in, uh, in First Brigade for this deployment. How much? How much longer do you have till you're headed back to Fort Campbell? We've got a few months left. I mean, we're past the halfway mark, so gotcha. we can. We're definitely feeling the downhill slope. But you really, you can just kind of feel it in the air once you get past that halfway point. Uh, people all of a sudden start to to realize, oh, this isn't quite so bad. It's moving along pretty good. So we're 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 past the halfway point at this time. Well, well, I know we're. I personally am looking forward to uh, seeing you when you get back. You know, I. I I see Erin every now and then with the uh, Fort Campbell Spouses Club and stuff she's doing in the community. So every time I see her, I, I definitely ask about you. Well, so I know she appreciates that. She enjoys seeing you and everything that uh, you do for the uh, the spouses and the families and, uh, and and the crew there at Fort Campbell. She's she's always telling me how she's enjoyed seeing you around and always uh, bring a smile to her face. So I definitely appreciate your friendship there. Well, it, y- y'all y'all are, y'all are good friends and it's uh, you're fun to hang out with. Charlie brings a smile to a lot of people's face. He's a good guy. Well, even even better, maybe that I'm deployed now, so I'm not sure. <laughs> oh no! Hey, so, no, go ahead. No, so you mentioned a while ago, and I know it, it, I'm sure that we might say something you can't talk about. Just tell us, that's fine. But um, you mentioned ISIS a while ago. Can you talk a little bit about what the current state of ISIS is? Yeah, so we're we're in a we're in a kind of an important phase of things right now. You know, as you saw in the news, maybe a, a couple months back. Uh, the coalition was successful in in defeating the physical caliphate of ISIS. You know, for a while there, they had held physical terrain, and that was kind of a big deal for them. That was uh, a really uh, a rallying cry for them that they were, in fact, you know, holding terrain and, and having ground that they called theirs. Uh, but that that went away a couple months ago. Uh, so now they no longer have that physical ground, and for them, the the caliphate as they as they as they self proclaimed it to be. 
so now what you have is a situation where where ISIS is uh, is, is exists in different uh, pockets and uh, and groups of people. Um, you know, we're using the word insurgency. That, that's kind of, you know, we used that, that word a lot, uh, you know, 10 years ago plus. Uh, but really, they're going into more of an insurgency phase where they are, they're going more underground as opposed to being more overtly open, owning train like before. And so now we're, they're in a place where they, they're a little disorganized, but, but they're still there. That's, and that's, that's the part that's got us concerned. That's why we're, as we look at things, I mean, this, uh, it's you know when we look at the defeat of of uh, the caliphate, really we look at this as a transition uh, uh, point for them, not so much an, an end of them because they they're still out there, they still exist, they still want to do us harm, they still want to bring harm to the U.S. and to the West and to our allies and partners and all the all the nations that are part of that. Uh, so we so we we're, we're we're very. This is a very this is a very important time in uh, in our history as a coalition here, and certainly in the in the lifespan of ISIS as they seek to regroup. And so right now we're in a place where we are working with our, our Iraqi partners to ensure that they can really keep them suppressed, keep them disrupted, prevent them from uh, coming back together again. And so that's, that's kind of where we are right now. I mean, they're, they're still there. Uh, and that's, that's got a, this has our attention and that's the reason why we're here. And, and that, uh, that reason is still pretty, pretty darn valid here. So you mentioned your Iraqi partners. Can you tell us a little bit about how you work with them, how you train with them, and, and, you know, who's on the front line and, you know, just how that works. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is very different than what we did in the mid-2000s. You know, we, were, we, were, we were in Iraq before and really uh, worked with the Army. It was a lot of bottom-up activity where we're, there's a lot of partnering at the, at the very ground edge. And then we were really working our way up the chain of command to then kind of raise up the chain to, to continue to partner with them at the higher levels. Well, this time it's now kind of the opposite. The, the primary role that we have here is to partner with them at, at a much higher level. And so a lot of what we're doing is at that almost you know, division and core equivalent where we are assisting them and enabling them uh, to be a better Iraqi army, and in the process, coaching, teaching, mentoring, all those things that we do to to try to uh, strengthen the institution of the army, make them better, make them more proficient. So it's, it, we're not doing uh, the stuff that we had you had seen us do before in the mid two thousands, where uh, you know we had a lot of soldiers far forward on that tactical edge. We're doing a lot of kind of step back at the kind of higher levels, really coaching them and getting them to uh, to do it. So that's that's a lot of what we're doing with this. It's a it's a very different way of uh, of um, of our business here, where we we still apply a lot of the elements of our trade. Uh, we we give them some information. We we assist them with some of our enabling, like fires and and uh, bombs and artillery, that kind of stuff that we can help them out with. Uh, but it's a lot less. Uh, there's not, not we're not near as far forward, I guess, uh, as as maybe we were in the past, uh, you know, eight or ten years ago. Well, you, you mentioned that a couple of times, mid-2000s. Yes. Do, do, the, do the Iraqis tell you what it was like then versus what it's like for them now? Um, they do. They do. They, they know that that was – they know that in the mid-2000s we were working hard to, uh, to really rebuild them as an army and to, to make them into a, a better army. They know that it was a tough go. They know that it, it took a, it was, it was tough 
work to really rebuild something like that to, to go from 2003 to then rebuild on up. That was they knew that was a, it was a lot of difficult work. You know, it was it was tough. What really changed things was we you know we left in 2011 and, that, and that's fine. Uh, when we came, but in the time that we left, from the time we came back, uh, the Iraqi army went through a lot of changes and and uh, they kind of they really kind of weakened themselves a little bit in how they were how they were managing themselves. Uh, and then when ISIS came through and then really uh, you know, put a hurting on them, it, it really set them back uh, even further. So since that time, since we came back in the 2014-15 time frame, really what we've done is, is come back in a much uh, much more deliberate way to rebuild their 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 battalions, their brigades into fighting forces. So when they when they look back on that time, they can look back on it as we, we we know what we were doing back then. We we saw the the progress of things. You know the the ISIS. Uh, rise was really, uh, really devastating for the army. So uh, it, it kind of set them back, but they're very grateful that we're here now doing what we're doing to to get them back on the right track. And so this has been a really great coalition effort. You know, a ton of nations that are participating here with this uh, with this effort uh, to really contribute to the training and the and the mentoring and the and the partnering with the Iraqi army. Now, you mentioned that you are about halfway through your nine-month deployment. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like for the soldiers there in Iraq, what they're, what it's like living there in Iraq? Yeah, it's, uh, so we, we're in a lot of different bases, so we're kind of spread out all over the country here. Um, and some places are more built up than others. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm in Baghdad right now, and, and I'm, you know, we're actually working out of some of the old uh, Bath Party headquarters buildings as uh, what they were a long time ago. And so, uh, you know, the camp we're at here is, is a little bit more built up. There's some that are a bit farther out, more the frontier, they're a little bit more austere in living. Uh, so you don't have quite as many creature comforts out in some of those areas. So, so the, the experience of the individual soldier uh, can, can certainly vary from place to place. Uh, but our soldiers are doing well, though. They, uh, they're, they're, they're well-fed. We had, in some places have good uh, contract meals. Some places are, it's our Army cooks uh, cooking food. Uh, we had, they all have some form of air conditioning. It's around here. You, you definitely have to have that. It's, uh, it's getting up towards about 115 degrees. I was going to ask what the temperature was. Yeah, it's pretty warm. It's, it's pretty hot. I mean, it, it's... Uh, it's it's warm. It, it's it's when that wind blows like it. It almost you you would think the breeze would feel better, but it's actually like a blow dry in your face. But uh, so we can get pretty it can get pretty hot out here. But we do have uh, good life support for our soldiers. And even even those that are, that are living in tents, they're pretty uh, industrial military grade tents with air conditioned units uh, that are that are attached to them to to make sure we have good uh, conditions for the soldiers there. They they all have access. Uh, to some sort of Wi-Fi or, or internet capability, some, some more than others. Some you kind of have to share bandwidth a little bit, and and uh, kind of have different times of, of windows of time where you can kind of share it, so we're not overloading some of the systems there. But uh, but 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 they're not. But it's not, it's not bad at all. It's certainly not. It's not near as austere as some of the you know the earlier days of, of of major combat operations. But you know now that we're in this kind of environment, it, it's a little more established, and we can. Uh, provide those kinds of uh, those things to soldiers, and so so it really helps. That that helps tremendously that they can stay in in, in pretty solid contact with their families. Um, you know, for mail, it takes about three weeks to get a package here, uh, but it's not bad. I mean, they can order Amazon and get sent out here. Uh, care packages at home get sent out here, so it's pretty. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good system for them, and 
and so they're they're doing pretty well. They're 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 hanging in there, and uh, like I said, it helps tremendously to be in the back hill slope of it. It's seen that light in the tunnel really uh, goes a long way for them. I think I think one thing that's really cool is when we send packages uh, to soldiers. Um, no matter what they get, they share. It, you know, if I send yeah. Colonel Thompson a package with just a bunch of different foods, and hopefully it's not something that Charlie cooked. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank goodness, no, no nothing like yeah. that. That would, that would be right. might be thought hazard ways. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> but but it, it's, Charlie, we're supposed to say that I wasn't. I wasn't sharing those packages you said. That's uh, now the secret's out. Uh, now you got to start sharing. <laughs> yeah, you got to share That's for right. sure. Man, now you busted me. <laughs> I'd say it's but a no, good that, thing. That you... is exactly right. Soldiers do, they do a great job of, of sharing. When someone gets something from home, it's, uh, it's usually a, it always, it's always a, a very, uh, you know, just a community experience there where everyone kind of, you know, celebrates with that and shares with that, and it, it really means an awful lot to soldiers. What are, some of the, what are some of the unusual things a soldier might get sent to them over there? <laughs> wow. Um, that you can actually share in an interview. Yeah, I was gonna say we're we're gonna, we're gonna draw a line on that one. No, I, I'm just kidding. It's uh, you know I, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. Uh, I, I don't uh, I, I don't get too uh, too nosy with the with the soldiers are getting there. But uh, but you know, we see a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of a lot of great a lot of great groups out there that that'll send different sundry packets of things like. I mean, all kinds of different hygiene items and socks and gotcha. even underwear and that kind of stuff that we've seen in the recent package that got shared with, with folks. Like, who wants some free underwear? Oh, well, that's, that's surely helpful. Um, but uh, but yeah, we get all kinds of stuff, and it's all, it's all you know, super appreciated, and it's all, all of it gets used. I mean, you'd be surprised. You, you see a package where all kinds of random stuff, and you'd think, ah, oh, you know, you, you, you wonder – there's all kinds of random stuff, but it, but it always disappears. I mean, soldiers are always devouring it and always uh, using whatever it is people send to us. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you talk about things that are sent. Uh, our, a former commander at uh, Fort Campbell, I knew for a fact that he liked gummy bears. So, I like gummy bears. So, and, and, and Derek knows who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but I sent I a big pile of gummy bears to him, and uh, he was very grateful. That's awesome. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> some things uh, send pretty well. Some things don't survive you know, as as well. Sometimes you you get some chocolate bars that are that are much appreciated, but sometimes they get they sit out in the hot uh, sun sometimes, and, and that can do some damage to them. That's why we still lick the wrappers anyway. But it's, <laughs> it's so, always appreciated. So you want to tell Charlie what your favorite candy is then? <laughs> Well, uh, I definitely uh, I definitely go through my fair share of sunflower seeds and uh, and those little lifesavers mints. It seems to be a pretty popular item. It's kind of keep a bowl of those and I get those out there. But uh, that's but but you know there's surely no, no no pickiness in this one. That's for sure. So you're going low sugar. You're not being healthy about it. No no gummy bears yeah, for I you. Try. I try to. <laughs> hey hey sir, can you can you give us just. Um, Overview of what a general day looks like for you. Yeah, so I mean, a general day out here. We we typically are mostly a, a day cycle. It's a lot of when our when our partners are are, are up. You know, we I, I interface daily with uh, really their equivalent of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, that kind of head of their arm, head of their army that uh, that fields their forces out here. Um, and so we have our advisory group here that I'm a part of with the brigade headquarters. We tied with the general officer leadership on the coalition side. 
And so, uh, so we'll start our day, and we will uh, have our own, uh, what we call a battle rhythm. It's our own uh, way of updating ourselves and, and understanding what's going on out there. We'll just kind of as a coalition update ourselves on what's happening. And then, our, and then we do some coordinations with Iraqi partners where we uh, will sit down and talk about current operations and future operations and what, what assistance they might need or what maybe we think they should do or what maybe uh, something we're seeing they're not or maybe something they're seeing we're not. And so we may do some, some discussions throughout the day with that. Um, and that will last uh, pretty much into uh, the afternoon. Uh, you know, our, our partners often takes a, they'll take a midday break uh, just culturally just in the middle of the day with the heat. It just seems like a lot of, uh, you know, typically you'll, you'll, they'll take some pretty longer, you know, longer breaks in the, in the middle of the day. But then we'll get together in the evening, and that's usually when we're sitting down with the senior leadership of the, of the Iraqi Army and our partners here, and we're doing more kind of, uh, you know, just talking about the day, talking about what's coming up, talking about uh, – you know, life. Uh, we, we we talk about their their experiences as, as junior officers. Sometimes we talk about uh, where the army needs to be going, and where you know how the how they can help them best. And so it's, it's often you know they have their their chai, their their hot tea with a lot of sugar. That's that's where my sugar comes in. I, I get my I I have to admit I do still get my daily dose of sugar. In. Did it's, you it say Did you say chai tea? Did you say chai tea? I said chai. It, that's it my chai. favorite it's, too. Uh, it is. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, it, they have great Arabic blends here. Uh, you know, chai is the Arabic word for tea. Uh, they. They. They're very serious about it. They really are very particular. Whatever we. Whatever we say. Oh, it's just lifting tea bags, right? Like, ah, oh, no, you can't do that. It's crazy. So, uh, we, we like to kid them about how we make tea. Um, but they're very serious about it. They. They make a pretty strong. Uh, brew of tea. They serve it very hot in these small glass cups, and they put a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> so it's uh, something we'll, we'll sit in the evening, drink some hot chai with them, uh, talk about that stuff, and then, and then call it a night. Uh, physical fitness, we'll get it in at some point, sometimes middle of the day. Uh, we have a pretty good gym facility. Most uh, Every place we have soldiers, we're going to have some sort of uh, physical training equipment, whether it be a uh, you know, just a, a pull-up bar out there, or some cinder blocks, or sandbags, or or weights, or anything out there. You're going to have something available. So, uh, if you have the ability to do it indoors, you can do it in the middle of the day. But if, if not, usually early mornings when people are doing it just for, before it gets too hot uh, out there. But uh, that's always going to be at some point part of our part of our day out here. Well, I would imagine working out in 115 degree temperatures can't be easy. No, I've I've tried that a couple of times, and it, it seemed like a good idea at the time. But uh, about 15 minutes in, it was uh, pretty painfully obvious it was not a good not a good idea, not something you can sustain for long at all. It's uh, it's it's pretty tough to do anything in that kind of heat. Uh, sir, um, talk to me a little bit about your families and how they're doing at Fort Campbell with you being gone, and you know um, the support system that they have. Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking that. We we do have a great uh, a great community here at Fort Campbell, Clarksville, Hopkinsville. Um, I mean, really, I, it's an it's an amazing place to to be a soldier, especially a soldier with a, with a family, uh, because of all that's available to them. Uh, no one really ever uh, should feel isolated because there's so much uh, reaching out to them to keep them connected. Um, you know, I will say up front, uh, you know, when I'm going through this appointed uh, process. I was I was really surprised at how many of our fam how many of our soldiers and families this was their first deployment. Uh, you know we talk a lot about our army being deployed, um, and, and certainly over the past 
uh, you know, 18 plus years, we've, we've had a lot of deployments and a lot of activity under our belt as an army. But our, our army, should, we, we change over pretty rapidly. Uh, it's, it's, it's a continual stream of soldiers coming in, soldiers coming out, uh, serving their enlistment, uh, and then separating from service uh, honorably and going on with their lives. And all that, that cycle of life continues. And I, and I, I personally had, had to kind of remind myself of how quickly that cycle does, in fact, uh, continue. And so, so we do have a, a very, very large percentage of our, of our families. And this is the first time experiencing deployment. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of the, the minority that's very much the minority, uh, where this is maybe a second, third or fourth uh, deployment. But, but they're doing very well. We, we were very fortunate that, uh, we had a couple of, of events before deployed where they could, uh, the families could really learn about what's available out there. We had a, a deployment fair on post where uh, on post and off post services were, were there to, to give them information and uh, get them you know, you know, steered the right direction and places to plug into. Uh, and so really we're, you know, everything I'm hearing is, is, is very positive across the board about, uh, you know, it's, it's about just being taken care of and about having something to plug into. You know, it's, it's still tough. It's still hard to, to be separated. And we, it's, uh, you know, we miss our families in this end and they miss us on and, the, and the Fort Campbell end. Uh, so it sure doesn't make it make it feel, uh, you know, <laughs> there's always so much of that you can take away, I guess. Um, but we've really been very fortunate to have such a great community there that, that you know, anytime someone comes up and says, hey, I've got a problem with something or I need help with something, there's an immediate uh, web of support there to say, hey, we can we can help if we can point you in the right direction. So, uh, so far, you know, the team's been, been doing very well, and, and uh, they've really been really super proud of of, of all of our families for, for really just sticking in there and, and uh, being so supportive of the soldiers here. And, and, uh, and also, I just got to gotta give credit to our, our family readiness groups out there. And one of the things that the Army does is uh, as we have uh, these, these family readiness groups that, we've, that we have established at the company, battalion, brigade level, and, uh, and it's a lot of spouses who give a lot of their personal time and they volunteer an enormous amount of hours to, to form uh, the body of these family readiness groups. And so it's really the families taking care of themselves. It's uh, one of the spouses who volunteer to be the FRG leader for those different levels. And they will uh, check in with other spouses and say, hey, you doing okay? Do you need anything? Uh, they'll, lia- they'll do liaison work with, uh, with Fort Campbell and with, uh, with in Clarksville and surrounding community for you know, opportunities for information. If there's something out there for them to take advantage of, it's a it's an information flow to make sure people uh, know what's out there for them. So, so it's been it's been just very humbling for me to see the see the machine at work. Uh, you know, really embracing the families and the families uh, connecting back to them to make sure they are staying plugged in as well. So I, I'm 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 very thankful for everyone that's uh, out there helping helping our families kind of pull, you know, you know work through this. It's got to be reassuring to know that when you're away, somebody's at home taking care of your loved ones. It really is. That uh, it means a lot more than you can put into words, and uh, especially this community. I know I say it a lot, and uh, and I just I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying it again is that that is one of the great things about being stationed at Fort Campbell is that you we really do have such an, an embracing community here at uh, again the Clarksville Hopkinsville uh, communities. Um, I, you know, I've been stationed all over the country. Uh, and, and from the East Coast to West Coast and all around, and I really have not seen it near as, as tight as it is uh, than I have here at Fort Campbell. They just have a way of embracing you 
you know, a lot of other places is kind of, you have the post out on one end and then the town on the other end, and then they kind of sort of mix us, kind of sort them out. But here, uh, we really feel like uh, kind of hand in glove fit with all the, I know all the families feel the same way as, as well. And boy, just to experience it now in the deployment of it, now it's, it's when you really see that kind of, that kind of closeness uh, really come, uh, come uh, to fruition when, when you see the, uh, in a situation like this. So just I'm super appreciative. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of the uh, family support and a lot through the uh, Fort Campbell Spouses Club. And and in that club, they really support each other and it, it, not just each other, but everybody out at Fort Campbell. And then they, they get integrated into our community. So it's easy for us to support them and to see them supporting you from a distance. So it's really it's really been fun for me to get to see that how that works. Well, I appreciate seeing that because uh, I know you again. You personally, Charlie, been such a, a driving force behind that. And uh, congratulations on being named the champion for Campbell. By the way, I forgot to right? mention that. Right. Um, and that's uh, absolutely it's well deserved. And, and and because of exactly all this we're talking about right here is as it take it just, stuff doesn't happen on its own. I mean, it's a lot of goodwill out there, but it takes leadership. It takes someone to say, uh, you know, to stand in the breach there and say, hey, I'll, I'll make this happen. I'll snap link these two things together. And uh, Charlie, you've, been, you've absolutely been that person for us. And I'm again, personally very, uh, very, very grateful for all the leadership you've given the the, community, the whole community here and bringing us together. Well, well, I appreciate that. It. Well, very kind I'm grateful it. for your service. So thank you, um, Colonel Thompson, for that. And, and thank you for taking time because I know you've got a lot of things going on that are a lot more important than spending time with us on this podcast. So it really means a lot to me. And I know Charlie, cause he's been talking about it for two weeks. Yeah. I have been a little <laughs> excited, sir. And, and before we go, I have to say there's three people that told me to tell you hello. Sammy, right. Sammy Stewart. Yes. Paul Turner <laughs> and Jack Turner. And I, I told them oh, all three it. today that we were doing this uh, this podcast, and they all said, please tell him hello. So there you go. See, he's been telling everybody he's been so excited. Just today. Just today. I love it. I love it. Three great Americans right there. Those are uh, fantastic people and, uh, and great friends. And, uh, and, and tell Paul, I'm looking forward to getting back. We'll have to do another uh, Spartan race session together. He, uh, he was crushed. He, he was out there with us uh, doing some, some heavy uh, physical training, and he was, he was a beast out there. He was, he was crushing us. It was great, uh, great having him out there that one time. It's been a few months ago now, I guess. Well, when you get back, we need to have you here in the studio so we can do a podcast live so we can look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I look forward to that. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.